0: Hey team, welcome to a solo episode of The Pod, where in under 20 minutes, we'll tackle some of the most important and common challenges or setbacks you're dealing with as a CEO, founder, artist, or leader. Today, we're talking about co-founders. I've had a few conversations around this topic recently with CEOs who are post-exit and deciding what to do next, as well as with first-time founders. Now, there's a lot that's already been documented on this topic. I'm gonna try and summarize along with my own personal experience. We're going to cover one, why consider having a co-founder, two, the purpose of a co-founder, three, what to look for, four, how to find one, and five, how to begin your working relationship. All right, let's jump in. First, why consider having a co-founder? Well, there's two primary reasons. There's a high rate of burnout, and big emotional burden. The journey of building is not glamorous. It's not easy and it can feel like you're getting constantly punched in the face, even when you're quote unquote succeeding, or as Elon puts it, running a startup is like chewing glass and staring into the abyss. Let me translate. The market, customers, and investor rejections compounded with the learning curve you'll experience all mixed with managing your initially small team and keeping their morale and motivations high, lead to a high rate of burnout among founders. It takes skill and support to manage your energy in a way that doesn't lead to burnout. There's also a high emotional burden where you're carrying the weight of each decision while trying your best to inspire your team's morale and managing folks to work into their strengths. And I haven't even mentioned the relationship dynamics you'll be managing. For this reason, Y Combinator suggests having a co-founder. I know many founders are opposed to having a co-founder. So let's look at the data and a different view. Harvard Business Review in 2022 referenced a report that showed that of all unicorns, meaning billion-dollar companies, that were launched since 2005, 80% had two or more co-founders. Now, that is significant, and it also means that 20% of unicorns were also solo founder-led. So clearly, you can do it as a solo founder. While Google, Facebook, Airbnb, and countless others were started by Teams, Amazon, eBay, Zoom, and many more, achieved massive success with solo founders. The nuance here is that these solo founder-led companies had co-creators, meaning critical early team members who led growth alongside the founder. Kind of like having co-founders without the title. eBay's founder, Pierre Omidyar, had a $1 million payout after selling another business to Microsoft that he used to hire Jeff Scroll and Chris Agarpao early on, who played instrumental roles to the company's success. Another example, Zoom. Their CEO, Eric Wan, while a solo founder, had a team of 40 engineers who followed him from Webex. Bezos of Amazon had several co-creators, including Paul Davis, who oversaw backend development and who, according to an Amazon interview, was intimately involved with getting the company started. There was also Shel Caffin, who Bezos described as the most important person ever in the history of Amazon.com. Now, if you can pull that off, by all means do. Because it's so specific to your situation and the contributions that your team members are making, the watch out I will share is just pay attention to these early employees. Do they feel like this is a fair setup? Is it a fair setup? If they're contributing as a co-founder, why treat them unfairly or risk losing them? And if they're fairly treated, that is that their contributions are in fact of early employees and not co-founders, and they feel like this is a fair setup, then that's great. Let me also talk about the downsides of having a poor fit co-founding team. That breakup can be heavy. We've seen in the example of Zuckerberg's split from co-founder Eduardo Saverin in the case of Facebook. This led to a massive and messy lawsuit with multi-billion dollar settlement for Saverin. Now, these situations are common where co-founders are forced to buy out the co-founder due to rifts and power struggles. So I want to be super clear The emphasis I am making is not on getting just any co founder, but the right co founder for you and your business. Again, 80% of unicorns post 2005 are co founder led. There is a higher chance to successfully building a bigger pie, but you want to pick an appropriate partner to do it with. You may have heard the comparison that having a good co founder is better than having no co founder, which is also better than having a poor fit of a co-founder. So I'll bottom line all of this by saying starting a company is hard. There is a high rate of burnout and the emotional burden is high. Going at it with the right co-founder or co-founders will help spread the load and will give you the emotional support that makes the journey more enjoyable and more doable. Co-founding teams have a higher probability of success And when it comes down to it, owning much of something is better than owning all of nothing. All right. Before we jump into what the right co-founder for you is, let's talk about the purpose of one. According to CEO coach Matt Mochari, it's helpful to have a co-founder in your march to product market fit. So you want someone on the journey with you when you're in the trenches, responding to customer feedback early on. You're likely going to be pivoting and updating the product a lot. This time can be tough. You want your co-founder to be in it with you here. If you're successful, the job will definitely outgrow you and your co-founders. Your role right now is to share the emotional burden and support one another while getting to product market fit. The next component of that will be you will need to hire folks around you to cover your blind spots and address your needs as you scale and grow yourselves. All right, now what to look for in a co-founder or who is the right co-founder for you? This is the third item on what we were gonna discuss today. I have a couple of thoughts on this and I will say it's constantly getting updated. So there may be things I've left out and I'd love to hear from you what those are if you've got experience here. First I'll say is you wanna look for values alignment, meaning what is important to each of you and what do you wanna build? Second, you want to look for the ability to address conflict. You won't always agree on things, but you need to be able to have open conversation, respect one another, and reach an agreement that both parties feel good about. Third, you want to have complementary skills. You wanna have distinctly separate areas of responsibility and to divide and conquer. Another way of saying this is apart from your board, your one-on-one and your all hands, You really shouldn't be at other meetings together. Next, you want to have trust. This is super important. This trust will either have been built in from your prior experiences together, or if you're new to one another, something that you're consciously working on building. Fifth, you want your co-founder to be someone you respect and care about not letting down. If you think about what that built-in support system that you'll need is. It's rooted in caring about the other person and their values and wanting to be held accountable by them and vice versa. Last on my list here is you want to have your co-founder be someone you want to spend time with. At the end of the day, you only live once. Company building will take seven or many more years and you want to enjoy this time together. You want to have it be with someone you can laugh with in the trenches as well as when you're high. So choose someone you like. All right, now that we have a sense of what you're looking for and why, Now, how to find it. You likely already know them. And what I mean by that is you've probably worked with them in the past, either at a previous job, at a university project, or you've had a challenging life experience together. Via these past experiences, you already know this person's working style. You know you have the ability to address conflict. You know you can set a vision and execute together. You know you have similar values and you could work well together. That's what you're looking for. Now, if nobody comes to mind like this, you could find a co-founder via introduction from mutual friends who know that you're looking and what you're looking for specifically. I recommend dating one another to explore the foundations that I've mentioned above and even try a project out together to see how you work together. Which brings me to my last topic, how to begin your working relationship. First, I think it's important to have a conversation about values. Even if you think you know what each other's values are, Important to have this conversation so it's clear. And you want to talk about what are your personal values? And I have a pod episode on that. You can go check it out. Second, you want to talk about how do you want to build the company? And what I mean by that is, do you want it to be VC backed or bootstrapped? If the former, how much dilution are you directionally okay with? What speed of growth do you want to target? Does that impact the experience of building? What size of company do you want to build? Does that also determine the feel, the people, the culture, things like that? Also discuss what your non-negotiables are. Example, do you need a certain income to care for your family? Do you have certain responsibilities that you absolutely need to take care of? These are different for different people. Is there a certain outcome you need for this to feel exciting to you to spend the next seven plus years of your life on? Are you a person who once a week needs 24 hours away from screens to recharge to be with loved ones? Or maybe it's a quarter, a weekend to completely recharge? Things like this. So bring them up and have a transparent conversation. Next, you want to set in place culture that you care about and you want to begin to act on it today. I say this a lot. Culture is like fast drying cement. It is what you do and it starts today. So hire your first six employees to act by your company values and to really be and breathe your company culture. You also want to build trust with this co-founder. If you're starting from scratch, make sure that you're investing time together to build this. For example, you can go on a challenging experience like a race or you can work on your business and tackle challenges together with a keen eye toward building respect and navigating conflicts productively you wanna set clear AORs as well. AORs stands for areas of responsibility. This must be clear who is responsible for product versus who is responsible for business development and sales and so on and so forth. Having a clear sense of who makes what calls is what you wanna get to here. Last, you wanna determine equity. Some like Matt Mochari, for instance, will advise you to avoid a 50-50 partnership. It's helpful for all involved For one person to be able to make the calls where necessary. A 50-50 arrangement is painful in a deadlock situation. So set yourselves up for success in decision making where that makes sense. Now I agree with that and I'll add to it by saying it's really important to ensure that each co-founder feels excited about the agreement that you come to and that that agreement is fair. Now, what that entails is an honest conversation based off of each person's areas of responsibility, the idea, the execution, and what feels fair. The purpose of this is for every co-founder to feel heard, respected. And so that two, five, seven, ten years down the line, you minimize animosity. It's also worth noting that you can shift the equity split potentially if you need to down the line if responsibilities change. So coming back and bottom lining this point on equity, I'll say. It's helpful to not have a 50-50 deadlock on equity. However, I would go for what is fair based off of people's areas of responsibility, what they're contributing, and prioritize having each co-founder feel good about the arrangement and excited. All right, those are my tips on co-founders. I'm going to give a sweeping exception to all of this and say, if you have the majority of the skills, meaning you are technical, you're great at marketing, you're great at finances, etc. If you've done this before and if you love pain, by all means, go for it alone. And I'll remind you again that a great co-founder is better than being a solo entrepreneur, which is also better than having a poor fit or co-founder. All right, y'all, let's summarize. First, why get a co-founder? It's more enjoyable. It's statistically more doable to share the emotional burden with someone you respect and admire who will give you the accountability, motivation and companionship in the highs and lows of building a company. Second, what's the purpose of a co-founder? They are there to get you to and past product market fit. If they add value beyond that, that's great. You will hire and grow anyway, so don't sweat this piece too, too much. On what to look for, someone you respect and will not want to let down, someone you enjoy, you trust, you have aligned values and complementary skills with. Fourth, how to find a co-founder. You likely already know them from a prior work or challenging experiences, or you can date someone that matches what you're looking for fifth and finally, how to begin your working relationship. You want to discover each other's values. You want to set the company values and your non-negotiables, build trust, set clearly defined AORs and determine an equity split that feels exciting for all and sets your team up as well as your company for long-term success. That's it, y'all. Shoot me a note at podcast at Jennifer Kamara on how this is going for you and I'll share feedback where useful. Let me know what you would add to this. And remember, you've got this, I believe in you, and happy designing.